Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. If you haven't done so before, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Point of View Pod and on Twitter at podcast underscore POV. And if you're looking for a fun, positive Star Wars community to be a part of, be sure and join our Facebook group, and you can find us at a Certain Point of View discussion group. Thanks, and enjoy the show. So what I told you is true, from a certain point of view. Hello Hello there. there! Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. And this is a Star Wars podcast. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I am good. Pretty crazy time, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is going on at all. Um, how, how, how? Really though, how was your week? Did you have a pretty good week? I did. I had a good week. I um, so I had this weird little thing come up with my job, where um. My wife and I were exposed – well, I was indirectly exposed to someone with COVID, and my wife was exposed mm-hmm. um, at her work. So, um, so, But I was, like, really not really exposed <laughs> except yeah. for just being around her. So right. I let my other job know about it, and mm-hmm. they just had me doing some random crap, that like, all by myself around the plant. All mm-hmm. week, like really random crap that I've never done. <laughs> yeah, um, because they wanted to just be safe, but they didn't mind me working as long as I was just not interacting with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, <laughs> so, so I was just doing these random odd jobs all week. So I felt a little like off kilter, even though it wasn't like hard. It was just like right. weird. So other than that, it's been a great week. How about you? Been pretty good. Um, it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, I um. Feel like I got pretty absorbed in um, election stuff. Uh, try, I was like basically just trying to focus at work. Um, it's kind of tough uh, while all that's going on. And on top of that, Sarah was um, experiencing some like migraines and such all week. So, mm. and I I was sick at the beginning of the week too. So it was just like, yeah, kind of a storm of a week. But we've had a really great weekend. So. Um, so that's good. That uh, is good. You know, just said we started decorating for Christmas uh, <laughs> and stuff. So it's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You go it's ahead. Good. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, it's so, yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I'm really excited for Christmassy stuff. Um, I'm excited for the Lego holiday special. I feel like that's going to be really fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot about um, that. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch that whenever that comes out. Um, have you seen the holiday special? I have seen a reaction to the holiday special. Okay. Here's Um, what we need to do. And I had this idea a while back. mm -hmm. Um, but this just kind of brings it full circle. We need to watch the holiday special and talk about it for a Christmas episode of the podcast. Ooh, Yes. Let's do that. That would be because I have never seen it. That's, that's one of the few things I've never seen. Yeah, we we both need to watch that. Um, yeah, and then we can totally cover the the Lego one too. I just mm-hmm. I I definitely I think actually, we need to watch yeah. the real one. Yeah, I know somebody who was able to find it. So, um, so yeah, we'll. I'll, oh, I'll then we'll keep, watch it together. Yeah, exactly. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah, because George Lucas has tried to 
erase every <laughs> trace of it that exists. But so it's not on Disney Plus then. Oh no, absolutely <laughs> not. That's awesome. That sounds like fun. I was gonna say, um, I I did. Also, this past weekend, my wife and I, my wife and I celebrated our second anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah. And so uh, we went camping for the first time as a couple, which was really, really fun. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that. where we were. That's where we were. We got back yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. Nice. And my Gators beat the Bulldogs. My Florida yeah. Gators beat the Georgia Bulldogs. So go Gators. I know all y'all care about that. Um, but I'm feeling great today. Actually, I've totally forgot about that. Um, (laughs) yeah. So, um, guys today we are talking about season two, episode two or chapter 10, however you want to look at it of the Mandalorian called the passenger today. So do you have any, uh, anything you want to talk about before we could kind of just dive into this episode? Um, I don't think so. I, I'm excited to talk about this episode because, um, I do want to actually go ahead and point out the director of it. Peyton Reed. What's his, Peyton Reed. I almost yep. said Peyton Dean. I was Peyton like, that's Manning. not right at all. <laughs> um, Peyton Reed directed this episode. Yes, um, he did. and he's also done like Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. Um, some older movies, uh, if you're familiar with, <laughs> I never watched Bring It On, but he did Bring It On. Really? Um, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I have seen Bring It On. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's done a lot of like more comedic stuff um, mm-hmm. in the past. So really interesting choice for an episode of Mandalorian. Um, but I thought it brought a really fun and interesting tone to um, mm-hmm. this, and I think his experience in action with like things like Ant Man also translated really well. So. Um, I'm excited to talk about this, man. This is definitely one of those kind of unique episodes, I think. And for me, it was just, it was good Star Wars. Yeah, it was, it was a very unique episode. I'm very, I am very, uh, excited to talk about this because you're right. It's a very different episode than last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Ben, can I vent for a second? Yes. I have a vent. I have to vent. I have, I'm on a soapbox today with this. Okay. There's a lot of people out there who are calling this episode filler. Don't say the word. Dang it. And there's a lot of people who are hating on this episode. I am not one of those people. Listen. Yeah. If anybody out there, if, if any of y'all are listening to this, you have the right to not like this episode. Yeah. Um, that's totally cool. Okay. Um, so if that's what you think I'm going with here, that's wrong. I am not. You have the right to dislike. I disliked episode five of season one. So there are there are, and I'm sure I'm going to dislike another one at some point, maybe next week. I don't know. Um, although I doubt it for some reason. I have I have a hunch. Um, we'll get into that later. Um, so but OK, so here's my thing. The Mandalorian from the beginning, if you remember at the beginning, I was, um, you know, I think all of us were under the impression it was going to be a bit more of a lost Game of Thrones, like really big, um, you know, interconnected stories all the time, big overarching. Mm -hmm. 
all that stuff. I think we were all expecting something a little like that because we knew about like how much like the budget was for it and we knew it was kind of gonna we figured it would have a darker tone at times because it was about a Mandalorian and all this stuff. All of this was true, okay? Mm-hmm. So you if you remember, if you go back and listen to the early episodes of our podcast, I was actually like kind of hit and miss with episodes of the first season at, at first. Cause I was like, what is this show? Like I'm confused by it. Right. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Like these are short episodes, like 30 minute episode, 35 minute. And it feels like a cartoon, but it's not like, what is this show? Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't remember when it was that it clicked for me, but it did at some point, And I was like, okay, I get what this show is now. This show is an episodic Western adventure, and each episode goes into different Western tropes or different action tropes or whatever that we've seen before, Um, but it, like, goes into it in a Star Wars-y way. Mm -hmm. And then, like, usually, at least, you know, with the exception of the, the... season one episode seven and eight usually one like each episode is self-contained you can watch it by itself it's it's an episode is an adventure and then you go to the next adventure and then you go to the next adventure all being a part of the big overarching adventure but there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of mini adventures right yeah not filler just yes side questy just you know just the the mini adventures are part of the adventure okay yeah. that is what this show has been since day 1 it didn't click with me on day 1 but it did eventually okay here's the thing we're now two episodes into season 2 and people are still wanting this show to be something that it is not it is not game of thrones it is not lost it is not mm-hmm. you know something that is going to be having us on the edge of our seats every week with a cliffhanger every week. It's not, uh, it's just not going to be that. The, D- John Favreau has said so many times what this show is, and he's shown in the writing and in the directing and in the, the executions of each episode. Mm-hmm. This is an episodic Mandalorian Western. Like, mm-hmm. It is what it is. If you don't like it, that's okay. But don't expect it to change what it's going to be. It's It has an identity. It's going to stick with it. And I'm just seeing so many people like on, you know, whether it's in different groups on Facebook or whether it's, you know, on Twitter or whatever, they're, they're complaining and even saying this is one of their least favorite episodes so far because it was a filler episode or it was pointless. And we're going to get into that later because that's wrong. It is wrong. But um, also, like, even if it is a filler episode, you realize, like, that's kind of what this show is. It's yeah. not, it's not a, like, it's it's just, it's not what you are thinking it is. Yeah, like, it was, it was a little more acceptable. I still didn't think it was right, but, like, it was still somewhat acceptable to be making these kinds of remarks during the first season when we're still figuring out what it is, Absolutely. all that stuff. It's like, it's fair to ask those questions, Absolutely. but not only have we gotten to see exactly what it is through the whole first season, um, 
but we have also heard from the directors mm-hmm. like what this show is. The only thing that they said to make us think that it would be slightly not that this season was that they said that it will have a bigger scope, essentially. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to still be what and, it is. And like, in that way, he did um, say, he did compare it to Game of Thrones in that way. Yes. Like he said, um, he said it might have different storylines following different people at certain points and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But that doesn't mean it's going to be like Game of Thrones, like as a yeah. whole. So I'm just so, I'm over it, dude. I'm like, I have to vent to somebody. I haven't been able to yet <laughs> about this episode. I, and, I sat yeah. down, literally, I sat down today. This is, It's Sunday when we're recording this. I was wrapped up in election stuff. Um, yeah. I, I, I get addicted to information, but <laughs> um, I, my wife has to pull me out of it. She's like, Ben, turn your phone off for like an hour. I was like, yeah, thank you. Um, so... Um, I, anyways, I just watched it today and it was just so great for Sarah and I to be like, Hey, let's sit down and watch the Mandalorian. And like, we haven't watched the last episode of the good place yet. Only because we're both very emotional people and we oh. know that we need to like be ready, uh, whatever we watch it. Cause we're very emotionally tied to this show and these characters. So y'all get um, ready, man. Oof. Yeah. So we're going to watch it soon. We talked about it. We we're like, we're like, we need to watch it where we might even watch it tonight. We talked about possibly watching it before we go to bed tonight. Um, but yeah, so we haven't watched it yet because it's a serialized show that we have gotten extremely invested in all of the characters and all of this stuff. And that kind of show takes a certain level of like commitment and dedication and all of this stuff. Yes. And I appreciate those shows for that, but I love having a show that is just another Star Wars adventure every week. Whether or not that ties into the last episode in a hundred ways, or it just simply builds on the universe. Wink, wink. Um, it, you know, it does that. Like, these kinds of episodes are not filler because they are building the world out. And they are showing us new creatures, new planets, new republic, all of that stuff. Like, there's so much that we can glean from an episode like this. Um, and honestly, I feel like it's a lot of times people that may, maybe it's people that, um, haven't watched something quite like clone wars and stuff that does this often, you know, (laughs) that like would just take you on these random little journeys, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what the Mandalorian is. It's more similar to clone wars than it is anything else, honestly. Um, because of that. Sometimes yeah. it will really, really feel interlocking and everything. Um, but and I'm so here for those times. Don't get yeah. me wrong. <laughs> and to me, this one felt like it did. But like any show, along the way on the main journey, there's going to be distractions. You know, like yeah. things are going to happen. All of that. Um, I don't know, man. I, Yeah, I'm done with the whole filler argument and everything, even if the show has an actual filler episode, I'm just like, well, yeah, of course it does. It's like kind yeah. of the nature of the show. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and do you know what? Even Lost had a lot of filler episodes and legit yeah. filler episodes. Jack's tattoo. Who gives we a don't, crap? We don't talk about that episode. <laughs> that is the worst episode 
of anything. <laughs> we don't talk about Jack's tattoo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so guys, okay, I had just had to vent. I'm sorry if you felt that way. I hope you're still listening. I I just needed to vent, and I needed to just, like, explain. Like, you guys need to adjust your expectations of this show. Not have, not have lower expectations for the quality of this show, but just adjust your expectations of this is the type of show that this show is, mm-hmm. okay? Because I do feel like this this is not Breaking Bad. <laughs> this is not House of Cards. This is this is the Mandalorian. We get a new adventure every week. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And um, you might not like that. And that's fine. Again, that's totally fine. But I would just say, why not just like buckle up and see what they have in store for us <clears throat> in that format. Yes. Instead of hoping they change course at some point. Because I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. John Favreau has doubled down on the vision of this show for the mm-hmm. first two episodes of this season. <laughs> like, he has. Like, yes. and, and we, you know, we kind of were thinking for the second season, is he going to open it up a little bit? Is it going to be a little bit more of a serialized show every week kind of a feel? Um, and then the first episode happens, and then this one is like, no, it's still the same show. And I love it. I love that it is. Plus, you guys, the first two episodes have been 54 minutes and 40, 41 minutes, I think. Yeah. We've gotten two longer episodes, like, straight out of the beginning of the of the season. Yeah. Quit your whining. <laughs> Quit right. your whining. Enjoy it. <laughs> so. Um, they, okay. This is the last thing I'm going to say on it. It's quick. Okay. This episode is as much, if you call this one a filler, then you have to call the first episode a filler. Because as far as con- like continuous story beat, this has just as much of the continuous story of the Mandalorian has to find the Mandalorians and um, get the child to its people or whatever. Because that's how this this episode starts off as well. The first like little bit, mm-hmm. he is trying to get the child to it, to his people, mm-hmm. um, and he's trying to find Mandalorians. And then it gets sidetracked. The first episode, he goes, he gets on track, and then oh, we have to kill a Kray dragon. You know, <laughs> it's like it's the same thing. Yes, obviously. I mean, like Boba Fett armor, super cool. There was a lot of back lore. A lot of back lore. In that one. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, I get it. But I'm saying it was honestly kind of just as much filler as this one. To me, I understand. Yeah. I mean, it was, though. Me, but as far as, like, the nature of the show and, the, like, the actual what the plot of the show is. Yeah. This episode had just as much as the first episode to me. I, I don't think you're wrong about that. I don't think you're wrong. I so. I think the uh, the stuff that the that people who feel that way um, about this episode probably hold on to from the last one is that it did have so much lore that is mm-hmm. interconnected with other stuff um, with other Star Wars stuff probably yeah. like people freaked out about Boba people freaked out about the crate dragon and about the the pearl and like <laughs> all of this stuff you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. and um, but yeah I do think that I don't I don't think you're wrong dude I think this one. It's just another, it's, it it is this, the adventure each week 
is an adventure. Each episode is a new adventure that is a part of the overall adventure. And it's just part of the journey. We're going to mm-hmm. get to where we're going. Like, yeah. why not enjoy it with some, like, what do you want them to do? Just like go to light speed all the way from wherever and find, like happen upon a Mandalorian. No, that's not how shows work. Yeah. <laughs> and so even though I guess sometimes in Star Wars, it can seem that way. Um, <laughs> but okay. So had to get that off my chest. So, do you want to talk about this episode yes, for I real do. now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that beginning. Dude, that beginning is so good. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, I got to say, let's just talk about, like, the... We'll talk about the beginning, but I got to say, dude, I really, really, really enjoyed this episode. Me too, man. Like, I a s- lot. I had... Like, Sarah and I were glued to the TV watching yes. this episode. Because it was just fun. And it is. It's such an adventure. It has so much mystery kind of wrapped up in it. It's always intriguing you. And sometimes shocking you. Yeah. And it's... I, I liked it. I really liked this episode. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. This was just... There's so much good Star Wars to be found here. There, yeah. And it's not your... Um, this is another one of those episodes. It's not your like deep thematic The Last Jedi Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is not Luke throwing down his lightsaber and saying never. This is not that Star Wars. This is this is a battle on Naboo. This is a this is a battle on uh I don't know. This is an adventure. This is this is Yes. You know what this you know what this is? This is Han and Leia and Chewie being inside of an asteroid. That is exactly what I thought. That's of. what this episode is. And then, yes. yeah. So uh, that's more like what this episode is. It's just like it's it's a, them just trying to get out of a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. Which and, one show really isn't that, you know? Right. Okay. But, like, dude, I, I was glued to the TV the whole time. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this intro, okay? So... Um, so Din and the child are, we start off in Tatooine and it is basically picking up right where it left off. You know, they're on the speeder bike driving away. I assume going toward Moss Eisley, mm-hmm. uh, to the ship, I guess. And, um, some raiders attack them. I, I kind of got the, the sense that because they said, get the child, I kind of got the sense that these were bounty hunters mm-hmm. still after the child, like. You know, like yeah. we've seen so far. I don't know how accurate that is. I didn't get the impression that these were random raiders out there. Yeah, they. So, you know they what I mean? Knew who they were? Yeah, trying yeah. to get. Yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. Um, we get a sick action sequence out of this stuff. Very man. fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I loved it. Uh, what? Yeah, give me your thoughts on this scene. Um. Well, one. And I think it starts in this scene, honestly. The VFX in this episode are phenomenal. Like, this is a really pretty episode. Um, Like, a lot of camera shots and everything. It's just a very pretty episode. They've clearly Um, upped their budget for season two. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this this intro sequence, man. Like, whenever... um, I mean, things that stand out are obviously um, 
him like basically landing on his feet after <laughs> after getting uh tripped by the rope or whatever. That was amazing. He's mastered that jetpack. Yes, he has. Um the the like whatever he's like fighting those guys and then he pulls the rope and hits them both with the <laughs> gun. Um it was, it was kind of comedic but awesome at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously the jetpack moment was just so funny. <laughs> um, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And whenever he like reached over to his wrist, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. I have to talk about something here and this is going to be a theme of this episode. Mischievous baby Yoda, man. Oh my God. So, the first instance of this we see here, well, okay, let me start over here. We actually start with adorable, like, super sad baby Yoda when he's, like, running into Mando's arms. Like, mm-hmm. I almost cried. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> It was so adorable. Cute. But after that, mm-hmm. Mando does the thing with the rocket, and the guy falls down, face plants. <laughs> And Baby Yoda looks up. I, I don't know if this is how they meant it, but they he looks up at Mando like... <laughs> like <laughs> that was awesome. He's like, good hey, job, yes. Dad. <laughs> yeah. And, um, dude, did you, did you get that kind of thought whenever he did? Like, you can see this, like, little, like, thing in his face that happens there. I was trying to figure out what the look is. It kind of That's like, how I read it. It yeah, it kind of it looks a little bit like he's like he's like really and then cuz cuz Mando kind of shrugs at him. He's like you know. Yep. You know me. I incinerate Jawas. Why can't <laughs> I launch a little helpless man into a into the sky? <laughs> right. <laughs> the rocket. Oh my god. But gosh. Tur- he turns his head and looks up at him and like grins and it's like it is a little mischievous look yeah yeah and we see more of mischievous baby yoda later but um (laughs) i just had to and and, dude this also is a theme in this episode is i think that one of the reasons why this is not a filler episode is that this episode really goes into um the bond between din and the child Mm mm-hmm like, even from the get-go, right there at the beginning, how he runs into his uh, Din's arms. He yeah. runs into his arms because he's scared. And, uh, like, he has accepted him as his father. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, really what it feels like big time. And whether it's, like, later on, we'll talk about some other stuff, but, like, he, uh, <laughs> when the frog lady runs away, like, or, you know, goes into the little... St- uh, the cavern. little spring thing, cavern. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, baby Yoda is like, he's communicating with Din. Like uh-huh. she went over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, th- just the way that they're interacting with each other in this episode, you know, uh, they go downstairs and like take a nap together. Yeah. Like so cute. <laughs> Dude, this episode really was it was so great for that relationship. Um 
and I feel like it's something we didn't get too much in the last episode. Um, right. Like we took a little bit of a little bit of a break from that to get just a bunch of awesome Mandalorian stuff. Um, and then Baby Yoda reaction shots. Yeah, exactly. We got a lot of we got a lot of a lot of new gifts last episode. Right. Um, and this episode felt like man, there were a lot of like longer shots on um, Baby Yoda. I feel like we haven't gotten this many mm-hmm. like long moments with Baby Yoda uh, in an episode really before. Um, he was a true main character of this episode. Yeah, and the. He looks amazing. I mean, he's always looked amazing. Oh my god! But like, holy crazy rap! I don't understand how they make his character like yeah. it's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So after uh, after that whole moment, though, after the intro and everything, we get they go back to Masaisley. He mm-hmm. has to walk through the desert. Um. What do you think of kind of how they set up the plot of the episode? Well, first of all, that shot of him walking into Moss Eisley, awesome. like the like through the heat waves, <laughs> so freaking sick, like a battle hardened, <laughs> yeah, um, awesome I love, father. <laughs> I love it so much. Carrying his baby on his hip. Let me say this: if I don't see. Cannot remember her name. Yeah, I. Yeah, sorry. Hold on. Peli Mo. Peli Mo. Peli Mato. Peli Mato. Peli. Yeah. Yeah. If I do not see her again, I will be very fine. I will be just fine. Yeah. I, I really just like. I don't know. Last week it didn't bother me as much, but this week she was back. Yeah. <laughs> and I. She just seems. You know what it is. I think someone else has said this before, but she just seems like, or, or you said this about a different character. I think you might have said this about the blue person in the first episode. Mm-hmm. She just seems too like American. Yes, she does seems that make a sense? Little, yes, she seems a little bit too much like she is from like from Earth here. Yeah, um, and not like she's in Star Wars necessarily. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, I know that's that's maybe a hard criticism to figure out how to fix because it's like there's so many people who act like people I would want to hang out in real life, especially in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but like, there is there really is something about her that's just a little bit like it's a little off. It's just yeah. a little off, and I understand it. I mean, she didn't do anything to ruin the episode for me. No, um, but not I get at all. it. I, I I think I kind of felt the same way actually. This episode, um, I I felt like uh, even though I here here's what I'm trying to say. This episode, the way they kind of set up the plot, really. I know I talk about Clone Wars a lot, but it felt like a Clone Wars setup. Mm-hmm. Um, in the way that it was pretty quick, gave you everything you needed, nothing you didn't. Um, uh, it, you know, you kind of walk into this tavern and uh, Peli is sitting there with a friend of hers that we've never met, um, who kind of just so happens to have information on Mandalorians. Um, my kind of way to explain it away was like people like Peli interact with a lot of different people who have a lot of different information. It, yeah. it was believable to me that sh- she would 
an encounter, she would be with somebody who is who has information like yeah. that. So that it did, like I said, didn't ruin it for me. But I could see somebody complaining about that, like who's this guy that just randomly has the info about Mandalorians or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that's what I mean by like it's a Clone Wars episode. It's like everything's kind of perfectly in place, and you're like, all right, like. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, even like, oh, by the way, you can't go into light speed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You're out of gas, uh, yeah. and you need to, and you're gonna be chased across the galaxy. Right. Um, so clear plot device. These are things that don't really bother me all that much. It's me all either. throughout Star yeah. Wars. It's a very common thing in Star Wars. Um, you know, I think it really just uh, it just comes down to how the character hits me and she just annoys me. Like I just can't really put my finger on a whole lot of reasons why mm -hmm. other than I just feel like she is a weird fit in this universe mm -hmm. and she never really does feel quite right. Last week I was like a little bit less hard on her because I felt like she was just used very minimally. Like it was like right at the beginning and that was it. This was the same way, but it was, like, twice the time. Like, mm -hmm. she had a lot of lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she spoke uh, the froggy language as well. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was pretty funny, though. It was, um, yeah. But, so, okay, that's how I feel about her. It's whatever. I would be happy if I didn't see her again. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, they're going to come back to tattooing. I cannot believe that this show won't go back to tattooing. I just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and Din's got a relationship with her. So it's it's cool. It's fine. We'll mm -hmm. get we'll get over it. Um What if but, she ends up being his romance um in this Oh god. <laughs> okay, well that I do not accept. She would be a good mother. <laughs> she loves that child. She does love the child. Um I did still love last week when she was like I'll buy it from you. Just kidding. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about this frog lady? <laughs> That's what I, I'm calling her, frog lady. I loved this creature. Okay. I did, too. I loved this character. Let me tell you why. The Mandalorian has done a great job at giving me Star Wars. The one complaint I had in, in season one, especially in episode one, but in season one, it felt like all of the aliens were humanized a little bit. Hmm. Um, and that's a little Star Trek-y, which, nothing against Star Trek. It just wasn't very Star Wars-y. Star Wars has people and races and creatures that are weird, don't speak the same language, um, and all of that stuff. And we didn't really get much of that last season. All a lot, Most of the aliens we met last season... We're just very human in nature with slight quirks. Blue guy. Blue guy is a perfect example of just a guy from New York um, that got drunk blue. on Halloween. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, Hilarious. Yeah. But this character, there was a language barrier, mm -hmm. some weird way of incubating children that we don't understand. Um she was, I mean, yes, something we're familiar with. It was like a reptile type character of some sort. Um, so we could kind of gather that like when she was cold and all that stuff, it's like, it makes like these kinds of things make sense to us, 
But man, I loved the character because I thought that um, one, I'm happy that she wasn't like some really, uh, I don't know. Like I'm happy she wasn't mean or um, anything like that for him not understanding her. Um, I think that the way that they handled the relationship and the dynamic between her and Mando was really fun yes, and cool to watch. And it was cool to see Mando kind of grow through it. Um, and all that, like, uh, and also just a funny little thing, whenever they're like falling through the sky, when they're getting chased by the X-Wings and she's like, ah, or whatever. That was really funny. Um, <laughs> such a like cheap comedy moment that's like just trying to get get a little laugh out of you that i was like it worked i loved it (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah dude i love this character um i thought she was great um doesn't need to like come back necessarily i would be fine with it if we saw more of her but um but yeah and uh i i just thought they used her in really cool ways i loved that she was different that she was something new. Star Wars is so good at giving us things that are new and weird and mysterious. Um, I loved it, man. I love this character. That, that does seem to be a theme of this season, by the way. I don't know if you really thought about it, but we got a lot of sand people last yes. year or last week. <laughs> last year. One episode a year, guys. Oh, yeah. We, we got a little sand people last year. Um, we got a lot of sand people in the past ep- in the last episode and we got the crate dragon. Yeah. So like we're getting a whole lot of like cool alien creatures and, and alien people and you know, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you on this character. I thought that the relationship Mando continues to even if it's like not his first instinct, he shows us that he is actually a compassionate person. And, um, you know, cause at first he wants to kind of bail on the deal. Um, but you know, we'll get into in here just a little bit. She kind of finds a way to communicate with him and mm-hmm. realize how important this, this is. And so he, he really, I think that he understands, you know, how important this is because he is part of an extinct race essentially or like a very rare (laughs) uh it not extinct but uh endangered species essentially Uh, and um so he was able to actually relate with relate to her in a way and i just like thought about it as i was talking about it so i thought that was i think that's a really um i think that they did a great job on connecting those two characters who have nothing in common seemingly, but they actually do, you know? Yeah. So, um, so they get in the ship. Basically Mando is, um, essentially a taxi driver for this, um, for this person, uh, this, this frog lady, they're transporting her eggs that need to be, uh, that still need to be fertilized. I think it I don't know. Incubated. Yeah. Uh, they still need something like that. Uh, they still need to have that happen to them. And if he goes into light speed, it'll kill the, it'll kill the babies essentially. Um, and so, uh, he is taking her a sector over or something like that. And so, Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the deal. And if, if, uh, if he does that, she will 
point him in the direction of a of a Mandalorian kind of base there that her husband told her about. And so yeah. um, there's the plot. Okay, so we're on the <laughs> ship. Here we go. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Okay. So I thought... <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this. I was shocked. I was completely shocked with this stuff. I thought when, you know, Baby Yoda is very drawn to these eggs. I thought he was like sensing life forms <laughs> like yeah. through the force or something like that. Um, he just, he, he just wants to eat them. He just loves to we just have, gobble we have, down those little mochi babies. He, <laughs> Baby Yoda is murdering babies. <laughs> Like, he... And, like, I didn't know, man. It's just... I love... I loved it. I don't know why. <laughs> but well, this I loved is the, it. I think this it's is, because it reminds me of Yoda in episode five when he's just weird and old and... How do you grow so big eating food of this kind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just reminded mine, me of that. Mine. <laughs> So I was like, this is this is fitting. This is very Star Wars. It's just like it's kind of weird and gross, you know? Yep. yep. Um by the way, hilarious to me, Frog Lady never like never, never gets on to him. Never uh, counted her babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, that that looks right. <laughs> It it the amount is what it is when we get there. Whatever, as long as there's one. <laughs> and there was a gamble traveling it's, with strangers. Oh my gosh, like, dude! <laughs> yeah, it seems seems that she's a pretty terrible mother, actually. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was just sitting there with my mouth on the ground, like I cannot believe this is happening. This is hilarious, absolutely hilarious. So. It, on one hand, I was like, oh, man, Baby Yoda's not using the Force today. He's just hungry. <laughs> just a hungry little baby. Little murderer. He can just eat so much, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, so shortly after this part, Mandalorian essentially gets pulled over mm -hmm. by two X-Wing, some New Republic X-Wing people, and one of them is familiar. Yeah. Uh, for two reasons. One of them is the... Uh, he was the X-Wing. Uh, he was one of the three X-Wing uh, fighters from episode six in season one. Yes. Uh, with the uh, the New Republic when Mando was on that prison ship. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he was there. But then number two, he's obviously Dave Filoni. So, which is cool. I love that we have seen him more than just once. So it's not just a cameo. He's like a character in this show, mm -hmm. you know? So that's cool. I love it. Um, so... I don't know who the other one is. I assume he's another actor who is known. I just don't know. I haven't seen him in stuff before. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't place him either. Yeah. So um, if someone wants to tell us who that is, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, Drew, let us know. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> Drew, please let us know. Um, okay. So let's see. What, so basically, this whole sequence right here is amazing. Yeah. Basically, Mando is like, 
I just I better just go. <laughs> so uh, so we have a we have we have essentially a cop chase here, but Star Wars version. Mm-hmm. And look at the Razor Crest go, man. Like yeah. <laughs> that thing never ceases to amaze me. Um can I just say, dude, the scenery here, driving flying through the clouds. Dude. And just seeing it like that and seeing the X-Wings themselves. Yeah. This is what I mean whenever I was talking about, like, this This episode is so pretty. Like, mm-hmm. um, in, like, in so many different scenes, it's just a really pretty and well done episode and well shot and all mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah, all of that stuff flying through the clouds and everything, like, so freaking good. Yeah. Um, so exciting, exhilarating. Felt like I was watching a movie. Like it really did. Um, oh, yeah, it was so good. One hundred percent. This this whole sequence, honestly, dude. This whole show, season two of this show, has just felt like. I mean, it is. It feels like a movie. I. I it, there's no difference to me in this or one of their actual films. Like this looks yeah. insanely good. And we just get a new episode of it for two months, yeah. <laughs> like once a week for two months. It's just amazing. And, uh, so the ship crash lands on this ice planet, mm-hmm. which, you know, there was a lot of speculation for what the planet was. I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong. Did, were, were we told what this planet was? In the um, episode, Maldo Crease. It's an ice-covered planet um, where Ravenax okay. lived below the surface. Locations such as a bar and port were found on the surface. We don't know a ton about it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say that I don't know if we knew this before, but Dave Filoni's character's name is Trapper Wolf, and I think that is the sickest name. <laughs> it is a, it is a very very sick name. Yes. I love that name. That's awesome. Um actually, Michael, fun fact, this looks to be the same planet that we started on in season 1. No way. Yeah. It's the same one. You're right. Mhm. That's really wow. cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It looks the same now that I think about it. Can't believe I didn't even think about it. I, I mean, didn't either. ice is ice, so I, <laughs> I don't know how could we would have known. Hoth could be, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. Hoth. <laughs> well, a lot of people were suspecting it was Ilum, you know, so. Yes. That which, was another option, um, yeah. which would have been amazing, but. Yeah. Honestly, get, I'm get glad it get. wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't. I like that we're going new places. Yes. I love that. We're, we're going to get more familiar. I know we will. I love when we get new. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay, awesome. There we go. There's the uh, the, there's the, uh, the name of the planet. It is Maldo Crease. Um, Trapper Wolf, man. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> so... Okay, so basically we crash land on this planet and it's freezing and the ship is in horrible shape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, Mando, basically they are, let's see, what happens next here? I'm a little bit foggy on there you're good. This is kind of where they end up crashing through the ice. Um, oh, yeah. They crash through the ice. Yeah. Um, crash through the ice and then when Mando awakes, 
the passenger frog lady is on the floor, very cold, um, and stuff. Uh, I, I was actually, I was kind of worried about her when I first yeah, saw I was her. too. Um, so yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. I have a point here. So Mando at this point is like trying to get out of the deal. He's like, lady, we're, this is not going to work. The ship, the ship is like completely destroyed. It would, I'd be lucky to just get off of this planet. Mm-hmm. And so she has to figure out a way to get the, the point across to him how important this is that they do this. Mm-hmm. And she sees this droid in the ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you remember, that droid, his name is Zero. And yes. he's from episode six of season one. And another from the six, prisoner episode. What? So that's another title, episode six, by the way. Uh, we exactly. Have that, and we also have the um, yep. the pilot. Yeah, exactly. Um, so basically, she uses Zero to communicate because he's a protocol droid. And so mm-hmm. she basically just speaks her language. The droid translates her yeah. language to Mando. And she's able to just like, she's able to say like, <clears throat> she's able to say basically that, uh, the egg batch that she carries is the last brood of her life cycle. And if they fail to get to her husband on Trask, it will mean the extinction of her family line. Yes. So, uh, a big deal, like that's a big deal, right? So I think Mando really, uh, really empathizes with her here. But my big point for this is, do you know what episode we thought was a filler in season one? Six. Episode six. Interesting hmm. how these one-off episodes turn out to be important later on, huh? Huh. Just a just a just a random thought there. I don't know. Um, like they're not fillers or something. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Also, <laughs> um, also this scene, um, I laughed. Well, first off, Baby Yoda ate more of the babies, um, but also, <laughs> um. <Jeez. laughs> Whenever they're sitting down at the fire before she does the protocol droid thing, they're like sitting down at the fire with food or whatever. Maybe Yoda like looks at his food tray and then he kind of just like looks sad. Then he like looks over at the incubation tank and is like, huh, <laughs> like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, calm down. Um, <laughs> so that was really funny to me, but, um, when she's trying to communicate with him that like my babies are cold, they need like they need warmth, um, and all this stuff. Like she's trying to communicate that to him, and then after he's essentially just like like shut up, lady, we can't do anything about it. Um, she like gives her blanket to her incubator to try to warm it up, and I legit almost started crying because <laughs> like I don't know who is acting this frog lady. But, like, she, they convey a lot of emotions really well. Like, I know it's probably, like, a puppet or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how they did this character. Um, Maybe even a mixture of, like, CGI and practical whatever. Mm -hmm. It's done so well. And I felt very, very attached to her, um, especially in this moment. Um, I was, like, very emotionally invested in... Her mission uh, from this, like, especially from this point. 
Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, just props to whoever. Props. Acted. <laughs> props to props. Props to props, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, I think it's the eyes. Um, if you look, if you look at her eyes, it's like wh- whether it's a, you know a practical thing or what. But if you look at her eyes, the way that her eyelids are, if they're open, she looks very alert. But if they're cl- mm-hmm. if they're like half open, she looks really sad and like yeah. like really concerned. And I, there's a lot that can be told through those eyelids and how high up they are. I just kind of noticed that kind of watching along as we talk. I think really it's interesting. The, that's a good point. I also think a key thing watching it that I noticed is like how she breathes. Cause you see the breathing happening, like kind of like yep. in her neck or whatever, when it's like faster, you could tell she's like anxious yep. um, or worried about something. Um, it's all man again done so well. All these little micro things that you don't think about when you're watching it. Um, the first time maybe that, when you break it down, it's just, it's very impressive what they were able to do. Yeah. Um, to convey all of this. So props to props. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Again, this is a great episode. (laughs) I'm super into it. Me too. Um, (laughs) and it's different. Do you notice like last time we were freaking out about all the star Wars geeky stuff that was everywhere. This time we're just like loving the story. Like this is just like a really simple story. But I'm loving the emotion and I'm loving the fun and the 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 comedy. It's it's all here. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is a lot of things, right? And so this yeah. is just another flavor of Star Wars. And I just dude, I love it. It's so good. So after this, Mando like begrudgingly goes out, starts working on his ship. <laughs> and uh oh, I have and, to take care of everybody's babies. <laughs> He's like, I cannot believe how many babies I'm taking care of lately. Um, Baby Yoda comes around the corner and is like, pointing away. And like, he's communicating with Din. And he's like, basically trying to tell him that she's left. She's gone. Mm-hmm. And so after this point, um, Din starts to follow her footprints in the snow. And... Um, okay, so here we go. This is kind of where I would say Act 3 begins, would you say? Yes. Ish? Okay. So, first of all, can I just say that shot of of Baby Yoda standing in the snow looking at the footprints Ugh. is just the cutest thing of all time. Like, good <laughs> lord. I don't know how they do this to me. I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just here for Star Wars. To get out of my heart. <laughs> this freaking child, dude. <laughs> And also, uh, so frog lady yeah. pulling an uncle Iroh and just chilling in a hot tub <laughs> randomly. Oh, in the middle of this ice planet. Okay. From this point on, the tone of this episode shifts drastically mm-hmm. into more of a sci-fi horror film. Yes. This has a big, like a lot more of an alien feel. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, seen Alien or like Prometheus or any of those. I, I haven't yet, but I've, yeah, it, I, I understand the vibe. Yeah. That whole thing where she, where Yo, baby Yoda like eats the, <laughs> eats the egg. Good Lord. He's just hungry. Mando needs to feed this kid. Also, um, he almost eats another of the 
these eggs while they're like in the hot tub or whatever. Right. And Mando's right. like, no. <laughs> no, no more. So, so yeah, they're like trying to get these eggs out. Baby Yoda's like, well, maybe I'll find some food around here somewhere else. Let's see. Mm-hmm. He sees this little egg. And let me say this. As soon as you go into the cave, you can see these things. I didn't notice until later, but there are these little eggs laying around everywhere. Yeah. And um, this is one of those long shots you were talking about. Baby Yoda is like, he basically is walking up to this egg that he sees and it shows the entire walk up to it. And dude, I don't know how they do it, but it's just so, I don't know. Like in the music behind that, it was like, there was, there was an ET kind of a feel to it. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of wonder and like curiosity. That's kind of what I got from it. Yeah. And, um, so baby Yoda just like touches the egg, sticks his hand through it. Eats the and child. Then just, and then he starts eating what's inside. And we don't really know what it is at first. Some sort of a spider thingy. Some sort of a spider type thing. From this moment on, this episode, man, does it pick up. Oh, my God. So he eats. Oh, I'm watching it right now. He's walking up to the egg and it's so cute. He's he's walking up to it. He eats the egg. He eats what's inside the egg. Mm-hmm. So from this point on. All the eggs around him start to hatch. Yeah. And out come the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Spider creatures. Yeah. It's horrifying. Like, this is legit. Like, honestly, dude, this is scary for me. Like, (laughs) I'm serious. Like, this stuff is... Man, it's scary for Frog Lady. She was, like, trapped in the hot tub, and she was like, oh, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Grabbed her clothes really quick, did the fastest <laughs> costume change I've ever seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. dude, and Yo- baby Yoda running back from the egg. Oh my gosh! Like, what? like I don't, I didn't do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it was so funny. The music gets darker, and you start seeing these spiders yeah. like emerging from the eggs, and it's like. And then Mando looks over at Baby Yoda, and then he's amongst all of these things hatching out of the eggs. And he's like, what did you do? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't have a whole lot of notes for this part other than, like, holy crap. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah. This is, you know, like we've said before, in Star Wars, a lot of times it's kind of predictable what's going to happen. Like you can kind of predict how people are going to get out of situations and mm-hmm. all this stuff. Dude, I didn't know how they were going to do it this time. I know. Like I really didn't. This was like one of those things that was just like, it, it's horrifying on the level of, I don't know how they're getting out of this. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Because look, we have all these baby spiders and then we start seeing these slightly bigger ones and then... Uh, mama. mama spider comes in <laughs> and it is absolutely terrifying. It's always and a bigger fish. Yeah. Um, so from here on out, we just get like a horror chase scene and it is, it's, it's frightening. It's, it's honestly, it, I don't know how else to say it other than dude, this is just intense. It is man. It's, it's intense. It's fun, and it's also 
awful because it's spiders. Dude, I Anytime hate any like fantasy thing does spi- Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings Lord both of the Rings, come yep. to mind. Um, like you just have to touch on spiders, apparently. Yeah, got to do it at some point, man. Um, but dude, they like they when they're running, and um, I think that one first off, actually, one reason I think that they sell you not knowing how they're gonna get out of it is that essentially this just like everything just keeps getting worse, worse um, and worse and them. worse. So it's like. You're just kind of like, I mean, you know, it's probably going to get worse again. You know, like you don't really, it kind of puts yeah. you in this place where you're like, I don't, I don't know. How are they going to, how are they going to get out of this? Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, to the point, even whenever they're like, uh, they're like getting on the ship and then I'm like, no, 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 don't get them into the ship. Like, right. Um, but yeah. Um, I was also going to say whenever she starts like, like bouncing like a frog, like, through the yeah. uh, caves. That was really cool. That was awesome. I like that. Um, sick shot of it's like, him. like, good for her. Yeah, right? Uh, a really sick shot of him, like, like whatever. The whole time, I'm like, use your flamethrower. Use your flamethrower. Like, why aren't you using the flamethrower? Right. And he, like, and then he goes, or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like this yeah. sick little shot where it's almost like he's like, Y'all been wondering where this is? <laughs> <laughs> they really haven't showed an up-close shot of that thing, like, revving up before. And yeah. I really loved that we got that this time. It was cool. Yeah. It was it was pretty sweet, man. Um, yeah. I loved, um, loved that. You know what this is like? It's what? like the Flood. From Halo? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even, like, the green splat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's totally the flood. Yeah. Which is really equally is. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Buried yeah. beneath the surface of a planet. Yeah. It's like millions and millions of friggin' creatures. Yeah. Yeah. So they're Best in the babysitter cockpit. ever, though, you know? What? <laughs> the Mando. He's like running through the caves with all of the children in his arms. Yeah. Um, just like the best babysitter ever. Um, yep. So funny. I love that like a lot of episodes, it's just like he just has to be good at taking care of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more like a drama. It's like a dramatization of parenthood is basically what the show is. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> I, he really is becoming more parent like every yeah. episode I feel like um uh so they're in the cockpit yeah and baby Yoda gets like a spider on his head and a couple more coming toward him and frog lady shoots them yeah she saves his life and L- little I hero thought, moment yeah little hero moment I was like go frog lady I love you and um I thought maybe Baby Yoda at this point would be like, maybe I should stop eating her eggs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or he just like the first time Baby Yoda speaks any words just goes, I ate your eggs. I ate your eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Like that episode of Parks and Rec where Ron's like, Jerry didn't vote. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that. <laughs> no, that would have been great. Um, um, 
I just thought that was a great moment, though, when when she shot them. I, I was like, I'm glad she gets a hero moment here. Yeah. This is cool. I really, really... Yeah, they they did a great job of making me legit care for this character. They did, man. Really, really good really job. Did. So we think everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then giant spider comes through the ceiling as they're raising out and just falls and it I mean it just ruins the ship yeah. even more. Which again keeps getting worse. Like <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna I don't know how they fly out of this thing. Yeah. That awesome shot of the spider's mouth on the window where you can see yeah. the circling teeth inside. Oh my gosh, dude. Legit horrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So then we have a, a secret hero here. Yes. We have a uh, surprise hero. <laughs> I you, love how we didn't know who it was, like, for the longest time. Do you want to know how I knew who it was, like, right away? And this is a oh. very <laughs> nerdy reason to know why. Because you know what the colors of their blasts look like? I know what they sound like. Oh, okay. I know what an X-Wing sounds like. I know. <laughs> and so, like, when it started as X-Wing shots, I was like, I was like, Oh, it's the X-Wings. And then they go out there and they're shooting them with the regular blasters and the sound had changed between then and then. Okay. Um, and so I was like, I was like, oh, it's the X-Wing guys because that's the sound of an X-Wing shot. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that was why I knew what it was. Nerd. Um, so, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't really a secret for me. I was just like, oh, it's the X-Wings. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, they came and helped him out a little bit. Yeah, big time. More so just to make sure they knew why they pulled him over, though. R right. It was like, <laughs> basically, we you you should be you should be uh, arrested right now. But you actually did help us out a little bit, so we're at least not going to kill you or arrest you. Yeah, you saved Matt Lanter. So. Yeah, you saved Matt Lanter, <laughs> so Anakin lives. Uh <laughs> Exactly. So uh, so we're not gonna we're not gonna arrest you, but we're also not gonna help you <laughs> yeah. get out of here. They got back in their cockpits and flew away. I was like, "Oh wow, oh, okay, harsh, right?" Yeah. Um. So again, this is another thing that I loved about this episode. We get even more of a little bit of a glimpse into the New Republic. Yeah. Right. I love. First of all, can I just say, like, this is one of the little things about Star Wars I geek out about. I love their helmets. Yes. Maybe it's just because I'm a Gator fan. They got the orange and blue oh my going. Um, but I love the way their helmets look. I think it's so cool. I am such an X-Wing guy, and it's yeah. so typical. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you're a Luke fan, and you're an X-Wing fan. Okay, yeah, well, you must also be a, uh, I don't know, what's typical? Wow, you must. I don't know. Really like pizza. I do. <laughs> Of course you do. <laughs> you uh, would. Uh, I, I guess I'm just, I, I, there are elements of my Star Wars-ness that are totally just typical, and I don't care. I love X-Wings so much. <laughs> if I was to be a pilot of a Star Wars ship, that's what I would want. That's what I would drive. Um, so, uh, okay, so they save the day, okay? They leave them alone. Uh, Mando's... Poor guy's always fixing his ship. <laughs> Dude, the shot that happens whenever, like, they've flown away and he's just standing there in front of his, like, his mess. <laughs> like, when you see what he's dealing with, you're just like, I would just 
give up, I think. <laughs> yeah. Just hunker down and give up. Um, I wouldn't, though. I know fight or flight would kick in. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Um, I love I love all of the shots of Baby Yoda just watching his dad uh-huh. work in wonder. Um, uh-huh. Love that. Uh, I love how he's sitting in Mando's lap while they're taking off. Too. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> get him, Dad! Get him! Fire! Uh, Fire! Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So they escape the planet, okay? This is what I want to talk about. We're kind of previewing next week a little bit here. Yeah. Okay? So two things, two big things here. I think I know what we're getting in the next episode as far as, like, from the trailer, what I've seen. Okay. In the trailer, if you go back and look at it, that uh, that scene where they're walking on the docks, mm-hmm. they are with this frog lady and the blue and her uh, her incubator. Okay. You can see her and the incubator in the shot. Okay. And... When the ship at the very end of the episode, when the ship is flying away, it looks awful. Yes. <laughs> you remember at the very beginning of the trailer, that's what the ship looks like. Yeah. Right? So I think next week we're going to see Mando flying into uh, what I'm guessing is Trask. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing mm-hmm. it is because that's where that's where she's wanting them to go. And uh, what I'm guessing is that we are going to finally get that Sasha Banks character. Oh yeah. Next week. That's what I hope anyway. Yeah. So we'll see, but that's kind of me piecing together what I've seen in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had to go back and double check because I wasn't sure. It, I wasn't sure, but I thought that it seemed f- like something about that blue incubator thing seemed familiar yeah. So I went back and looked at the I went back and looked at the trailer and sure enough, she's you know, her and the the babies are are there with Mando walking on the docks. So I'm really hoping we get that character because I'm dying to know about her. Like who is she? Like mm-hmm. what is she about? And why was she so mysterious in the trailer? Right. Um, so you know, potentially she could play a bigger role in the overarching story of the show, which yeah. would be awesome too. So I am I'm super pumped about next week, but I I just thought I would share that I noticed I noticed that on this last watch. Yeah, dude, so. I love that. Yeah, yeah. This um, I loved this um, loved this episode. I think yeah, I think you're right on track there. I also think it's a possibility. Um, I think it's a possibility that we get our our next episode might be actually away from Mando and child and possibly with Cara Dune and Reef Karga. Good call. On Ice that could Planet, tol- Cause we yeah, also that saw could- that in the trailer um, and where we saw them in the cockpit with one of the, with the blue guy um, yep. from the first season, which that could totally we now know well. was on that same planet. So maybe like it starts off with like, maybe those, maybe those pilots walk into the bar or whatever. Uh, and they're like, like, you believe we found the Razor Crest or do you have some? Um, I'm not a dialogue writer, guys. Um, and <laughs> you believe we found the Razor Crest? Uh, Man, how crazy was that? <laughs> it's like Stormtrooper dialogue. 
Can you believe we found that Mandalorian? I wonder if anyone in here wow. knows him. <laughs> a Mandalorian and a child. Who would have thunk? Crazy stuff. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, I was thinking maybe, like, what if for some reason we stay on this planet um, and somehow, or maybe they hear that he's there or they're trying to find him for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they have good intel. They're trying to find him and they're, like, tracking him down. Mm-hmm. And this was part of the journey or whatever. I don't know. It's it's an option. I was like, we've seen them flying through like an icy sort of scenario in the trailer. So I was wondering like how that would tie in. And you were talking about how like we might get episodes where it's away from them and following other characters and stuff. Might yeah. be a way to kind of reintroduce Cara Dune, Grief Karga, you know? Yeah, and it seems like they'll be working together. It seemed like she was going to join the guild, and he is still with the guild. Yeah. So, and, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I would be totally down for a mm-hmm. Grief, Karga, and Cara Dune episode. Like, that sounds really fun to me. It does. It sounds really, really fun to me. I would be totally down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be different, too, for this show, which I'm also down for, you yeah. know? And so, it would give us another chance to... M- to hear from people that say it's a filler because it doesn't evolve revolve around the main character, so <laughs> that'll be fun to tackle. Um, <sighs> Dude, I I seriously, I'm so over, I'm so over that argument. It's I had not... so much fun with this episode. I ended this episode, I was like, wow, I can't wait to get to watch reactions and read people's comments and stuff like that. And then I got on this podcast, and you're telling me people are talking about it being a filler and stuff. I'm still going to enjoy yeah. all the reactions, probably. Yeah, well, to be fair, positive, I haven't watched many reactions, but to be fair, a lot of people are also positive about this episode. This is not like a widely hated episode, but it it's not is an a widely... situation. It, right. It, but it is, it is at least considered filler by a lot of people. And I'm like, so not... I'm just over that word. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have to learn what plot holes are and we have to learn what filler means like filler is if you just took this episode out of the show nothing would change nothing would change mm-hmm. filler episode would be in uh in fringe when they have those the musical episode yeah um and even that has elements in it that aren't even totally filler Mm-hmm. I I kind of believe there's no such. The more I think about it, the more I believe there's no such thing as an actual filler episode. <laughs> um, yeah, there is. I know there is, but like, <laughs> like expose much anime. Uh, that's true. I have not, but <laughs> lost expose. Yeah, filler episode, but uh, hot take. Kind of. I fun. think that's a great. I think that's a great episode. I think it's really fun. Yeah. I, sometimes you know what it's. Good to get away from the from the really intense stuff and just have a fun murder mystery episode yeah. of something. Here's the thing, like filler I think I talked about this maybe in our original discussions on the show, but like my concept of filler is it does come from more of watching anime, which yeah. when you're talking about that, usually an anime is based off of a manga, like a series of comics. Yeah. Um and basically anything that diverts from the source material is what was considered filler. That's what's considered filler in mu- much anime. 
a lot of anime. I don't know why I said much. Um, much anime. Much anime. Many cool. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, that's what it is for me. So, like, when people talk about this being filler, I'm like, well, it's not, though. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it seems like it's still sticking to the plot. Um, and it's not like it's starting a whole different thing. I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of people are just still kind of wanting it to be something it isn't. And a lot of people are viewing something as a weakness that I very much view as a strength. Yeah. I think the idea that you can watch any episode of the Mandalorian at any point, almost maybe seven and eight are interconnected. But any you could watch just about any episode at any point just by itself, and it's just like I want to watch the prisoner today. Click. Yeah, it's fun. Thirty what thirty whatever minutes goes by, and you're like, I just watched a Star Wars adventure. I yeah. think that is a good thing. I mm-hmm. love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I just want people to to like, even if you don't like it, it's totally fine if you don't like it. But don't like ask it to change what it is mm-hmm. they're telling the story they want to tell let them tell it and you can not like it if you want but don't like beg them to change the identity of something that's working because it's working it's great yeah so um yeah do you have any other thoughts on the episode i don't think so um, we could talk about filler episodes all day you no, know yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. it's a no. soapbox for me um i loved this episode it was fun um I would I would not mind more stuff like this, man. I I think this is one of the first times that like one of these kinds of episodes happened. And while I was watching it, I just was like I was just having a ball. Like this yeah. is um this is one of my favorite standalones. Like I got to say, like I think this is an episode that I'm going to come back to and just really enjoy. I'm going to um, come back to both own. of these first two episodes. Yeah. Just individually because yeah. they're great. Absolutely. And and guys, like you I I hope, you know, if you're a relatively new listener to this podcast, we could be critical on certain things. Like I I was actually quite critical on several things about season 1 the first time I watched it when I didn't really understand what the show was. Um and then episode five came along and regardless of how I feel about the show as a whole that episode is not good in my opinion it's still not good <laughs> I will never I I will never like it probably I've seen it five mm-hmm. times I've tried really tried to like it I don't it's okay but um but the bottom line is like. I, I just really do enjoy what we're getting so far this season. I think they're doing a great job and great pacing and telling us great stories. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoying it. I think that this season potentially is going to be better than last season. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't wait to see the rest of it unfold. It's all bigger and better so far. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just I'm into it, man. I'm I'm fully engaged in the Mandalorian, and I can't believe we have six more weeks of this. I know, man. So I saw um, a funny. You know, we're probably about we're about to read Facebook stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did see just this is like more of like a one off. I saw somebody on Twitter, um, Andres Cabrera. Um, he tweeted, uh, "Wasn't it hilarious when Baby Yoda almost committed genocide?" <laughs> 
That is pretty funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Uh, okay. Shall we read off our Facebook stuff? Yeah. Um, so, so guys, if you don't know, every week we, uh, we're doing two things now, but one of the things we do every week is we, uh, we read comment, the comment section on our spoiler thread, uh, on our, in our Facebook group, the certain point of view, uh, Facebook group. So that's what we're going to do now. We're going to read some, uh, some thoughts of people that are in our community. So, uh, I can start if you want. Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's not a whole lot, uh, of comments cause I got it up late cause, uh, because I was on my anniversary trip with my wife. Yeah. So uh, well, not a whole lot, to, but I got some. I got some to read. Yeah, so um, first we got Michael Manley. He says, I loved it, but I'm easy to please with Star Wars. <laughs> Give me blasters, a full suit of Beskar, and I'm a happy man. Dude, I get it, I get and it. I'm with you. <laughs> um, I just snorted. Um <laughs> I enjoyed the car chase scenes with the X-Wings. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I totally I yeah. totally <laughs> compared it to a car, like a cop chase. Yeah. Um, so many times the Rebel fans take that Starfighter for granted, uh, but it truly is unmatched for its size. When, uh, when Mando was being escorted by two X-Wings, I knew it wasn't going to end pretty for him, and it came down to a dogfight in the sky. No, yeah. if it came down to a dogfight in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> The intro scene with a tripwire was a testament to how freaking bad a Mandalorians really are. The yes. beauty of that was how that was how he brute forced his way through most of the fight, but was able to be cunning with the jetpack trade. Yeah. Great point, so dude. Good. I love that. He's just like all brawn, they think, and then he's actually really cunning as well. Yes. Smart. Um I think I liked not having any mention of Boba Fett in this episode. And I agree. Yes. I agree. Uh, so and then, armor, but that was it. Right, exactly. One thing I'm not settled on is Baby Yoda eating the frog lady's eggs. If she was bearing the last of her eggs, it doesn't seem congruent to the innocent nature of Yoda's species to eat them. Maybe there's something I'm missing. Um, okay, I... I get that, but also... To me, he's his, a toddler. I was like, do we know his species are gentle? Because, I mean, we've only really met Yoda, and yeah. he seemed kind of kooky, too. Um, yeah. I mean, gentle in the prequels, but, I mean, let's talk original original trilogy for a second here. Um, Yoda's kind of crazy <laughs> when he's old, <laughs> and he lives on a planet that's filled with bugs and stuff. Why do you think? Um, he likes to eat weird things, I'm sure. And we've seen baby Yoda already, like just down lizards and such. Um, in, uh, he ate a, he ate a frog in season yeah. one, an actual literally living a frog. frog, not even just yeah. the egg. Um, yeah, he has, and he's also acted in rebellion and I, too. And I gotta like, be honest, straight out rebellion. This, we may lose listeners, but. Those eggs look delicious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> they they look They kind of did. <laughs> they looked like the best gushers ever. Um, <laughs> so, um uh okay, I'm turning this podcast off now. I'm listening to it and I'm turning it off. We're done recording. Um, <laughs> so, um Dude, on another level, I think that, look, we know Baby Yoda's about 50 years old. Mm -hmm. 
but we know that species ages very slowly, right? Yeah. So really, he's a toddler, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who are pretty uh, rebellious? <laughs> and uh, they have real, like, attitude and, like, curiosity? Toddlers. Toddlers. I think he's just entering into adolescence. Yeah. I think that's what it is, and I think it's going to be a really funny thing coming into the show even further. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we're about to see some uh, some growing pains. Yeah, wait um, until season 10 when he's a teenager. <laughs> Mando's an old man, and baby Yoda is like... He's like angsty. Teen, teenage Yoda. <laughs> angsty Yoda. <laughs> he's not baby Yoda anymore. He's angsty Yoda. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We still haven't learned his name at that point. Uh um, just to, just to continue with this thread a little bit, I think it's really good. Um, Michael Moorhead says he could be headed down the dark side. Fair. <laughs> That's a fair point. Possibly. Travis Mosler says, nah, it was solely dark humor comic relief and I lolled so hard. <laughs> I did too. Manly says, my wife and I laughed too. I just felt slightly conflicted, but yes, dark humor. Yeah. It yeah, came off I, as dark humor to me, too. Um, yeah, so. for sure. That's kind of where I'm landed. I don't think it's anything weird, necessarily. I just think he's... I Honestly, I just think he's entering into adolescence, and I think it's going to be a pretty funny thing to watch. He starts choking forward. a bunch of people, and they're like, how could you do this? And he's like, I ate those eggs. You should have known then. <laughs> <laughs> the oh warning signs were there. Um... <laughs> uh, Michael Moorhead said, I enjoyed this episode. Love seeing Dave in the X-Wing. Yes. Um, did Always we ever find out that. what the name of the ice planet was? Yeah. Um, and Drew Miller answered for him, Maldo Crease. So There we go. And we just looked that up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Not that you listen, Michael. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. You might listen. That'd be cool. Um, oh, my Travis. God. Sorry, oh I just read God. Travis. Travis sent a meme that's not going to really translate over. Well, over. I can. I, I think I can actually translate it. Okay, when go a, for in it. In the interaction between the X-Wings um, and uh, Mando at first, he sa- Mando says, may the Force be with you. And then the X-Wing pilot says, and also with you. Um, but, <laughs> but that's like a Catholic thing. Um, peace, peace be with you. Yeah, peace be with you. And, and also with you. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was funny. Um, because don't people usually just be like, may the force be with you. It's like, yeah, you too. Or something, you know, like, I feel like that's usually yeah. what it is. It's not really like, and also with you. Yeah. Um, unless you're Catholic. That was then pretty funny. I, I think it is actually pretty natural for you to think that's the right response. So yeah. that's funny. I guess so. Do you want to read the last one? Yeah. Uh, Drew Miller said it was a pretty fun episode. We will see later on how the episode ties in. However, exactly. Yeah. However, it ties chapter six from season one into the new season. Um, we get another glimpse into the new Republic with another nice appearance from Dave Filoni's character, as well as a bit, uh, a good bit of shown growth from Mando from Mando as a caretaker. The ice spiders were a nice little villain and it was cool to discover what they are from. Oh, wait, that they are from some original Ralph, Macquarie art for Empire Strikes Back. I knew I reckon. Okay, I knew I recognized. Oh my gosh! I told Sarah this earlier while we were watching. I was like, 
I've seen these before in a painting. Like, I was like, I've seen these in concept art, and I think it's Ralph Bequery stuff. Like, I, I couldn't remember where it was from, though. And when he said that, I was like, yes, 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 that's it. That's where I saw it. Wow, okay. That's amazing. Oh, my they gosh. Love, of course they, they did that. stuff like that, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And also, those designs are so him. Like, so very him. If you've ever watched, are those the same spiders from Rebels? So I thought that too, and I saw that someone said they are actually a different species, but I don't know if that's true because they look exactly the same. Well, but here's the thing. Rebels is also designed to, um, like, the art style is to pay homage to Ralph McQuarrie. Right. Um, so it would make sense that maybe they even just pulled inspiration um, from these spiders. Even. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Cool. Um, so sick. This episode will ultimately serve as showing Mando and the child fighting against a setback and adversity in their journey. Yeah. You get it, Drew. You get it. <laughs> Not a filler episode. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got one more thing to do before we go, and that is our new segment, which, by the way, you guys, okay, so if you have not, um, if you haven't heard about this yet, we are starting a new segment where we, uh, where basically you guys send in a voice memo to uh, povpodcast2 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, we send, y'all send in a voicemail pertaining to what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So, um, it, it's, at least that's how we're doing it during this, uh, <laughs> during this, uh, you know, the Mandalorian stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we basically we don't have a name for it yet, so we wanted to get this out here. We're gonna put it in the Facebook group as well, but we want to get this out there. If you guys have a good name for this segment, send it to us on Facebook or send it to us at the email address that I just said, povpodcast2 at gmail.com. And we we would love a, a good name for this segment instead of just voice memo time <laughs> or whatever. So ah, my favorite. Uh, and we would love time. to have you guys, we would love for you guys to have a hand in naming it. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so the, we only have one this week, and it really is for the episode from last week. So what we're going to do for this next episode is we want you guys to send in your thoughts on episode, on chapter 10, but as well as send your send your thoughts in for chapter 11 as well. You can do different voice memos if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, do it separate in separate voice memos if you want. That's fine. But uh, basically, we want to get kind of on track to where we're doing the current episodes, just like we're reading the Facebook uh, the Facebook comments for the current episode we're talking about. We want to make sure we're doing that same thing for the uh, for the voice memo thing. And we uh, it kind of just dawned on me today. I was like, oh, yeah, we're talking about this voice memo is going to be for the last episode. But our Facebook stuff is for this episode. So, yeah. Um, but if we can just do that, we'll get caught up and we'll actually be on track to do just one a week after this. So if that makes sense, does that make sense, Ben? It does. Yes, it does. To me. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Our one, uh, our one person that, uh, that sent in a voice memo this week is none other than Drew Miller. And let's see what he has to say about chapter nine. Hey Ben. Hey Michael. I don't have anything to add for chapter nine analysis. You two did a fantastic job on last week's podcast. 
covering it. Uh, I just want to share a prediction or more or less what I really want to be the case. I think that the ultimate end goal, either with Mando season two or three, it can be either one. I think this show is the perfect way to introduce the era of the old Republic. The reason being is you have to consider how tied in the history of the Mandalorian culture is with the Jedi Civil War, the Mandalorian Wars, and the Sith Wars as well. We also cannot forget for one minute that Darth Revan's helmet is a mask from a fallen Mandalorian soldier that was found during the Mandalorian Wars. Just keep it in mind. That's my prediction. That's what I want to see. Woo! Fun stuff. Yeah. Dude, I love that. What do you think of that, Ben? I think it's solid. Um, I like that he brought up how much of a historical um, significance that Mandalorians and Mandalorian culture has in the Star Wars universe. Um, it is true that Revan's uh, mask is from a fallen Mandalorian. Um, so, yeah. Um, I think that's a solid analysis and a prediction or whatever. Um, I'm Yeah, that's a great great point and yeah we're getting more and more new republic stuff yep um as the stuff goes on just hearing more like murmurs and stuff of kind of like i mean are they that much better than the empire is it at all better like you know yeah it's it's pretty interesting to watch you know it is really interesting to watch and i i that that is kind of an area of star wars i don't know much about is the old republic stuff so Mm -hmm. i i was kind of letting you guys take that one but um I'll tell you what, I'm interested in learning more about it. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing The Mandalorian cover it. That sounds great. Or even another show that spins off of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and then um, I am really, like you just said, I'm really enjoying seeing them kind of delve into the New Republic mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm, I'm, dude, Drew, I think that's that sounds awesome. Um, give, give it to me. I don't know anything about Darth Revan, to be completely honest, because, again, that's a... That's an EU thing, right? EU and games um, stuff. Yes, but he is actually officially canon now because so, the uh, Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they snuck him into canon. So yeah. So we can, him in. Yeah. So we can so we can expect to see him at some point one day. We'll see. But um, I Please. think that that is totally plausible. Um you know who I still want to see as a villain in this show, or or as a character, maybe not even a villain. I do know. I do know. Who who is it? It's, um, oh, Thrawn. Thrawn. Dude, yeah, Thrawn would be such. A good I am dying to see show. Thrawn in live action. That would be such a good. That would be a good move. I don't. <laughs> it would be what so if? cool. Now follow me for a second here. What if John Carlo? Esposito's character. I almost called him Hux. Moff Gideon. Um, Sweet Lord. Imagine. Comparable. If, imagine. <laughs> okay. Hux is behind it all. No. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Moff Gideon. What if he is kind of secretly reporting to Thrawn in some mm. way, shape, or form? Um. It wouldn't work as far as line of command goes, but I'm saying, what if he's somehow working with him um, in some weird way? I'm just saying, like, 
Yeah. Moff Gideon has the dark saber. Like, how? Why? You know, like, like how would he have any knowledge of that? You know? Yeah. Unless... I'm, dude, I'm dying. I'm dying for that stuff to come into play. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm. Thrawn There's should so be in this series. One Thrawn way should be in this. At some point. should be in this series at some point. <laughs> Probably not this season, but I, I could see it happening in season three at some point, maybe. Yeah. And if Thrawn comes in, you know who else could come in? Ezra. Yeah. I'm just saying, it would be sick. Yeah. <laughs> and again, we don't want live-action Rebels. That's not necessarily what we want, but these are Michael people that Michael doesn't want are... live-action Rebels. Listen, I'm why kidding. not just make a new season of Rebels? <laughs> I'm like, kidding, Michael. <laughs> let's do it. Like, make a new season of Rebels. Um, we, we don't want that show to end. Like, why did they stop? <laughs> um, but like, I do want, I think those characters have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot that you can do with those characters in this time frame. I think it'd be sick. I yeah. really do. I think it's awesome. Me too. Do you have any stray thoughts, Benjamin? I don't. I think I've given all of my stray thoughts. Yeah. We've this episode was, yeah, yeah, for sure. This episode was very straightforward. We had a lot more meta thoughts on like, <laughs> it's not a filler episode, <laughs> um, and uh, all that stuff in this in this episode. But it was fun. Make sure you guys, if you haven't already, make sure you go join our Facebook group. It is called a certain point of view Facebook discussion group. Um, or just- no, it's just 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 a certain point of view discussion group. <laughs> Not Facebook discussion group, yeah. but it's on Facebook. Um, so <laughs> it is great. <laughs> so it's good. That's what we're saying. It's good. Uh, maybe we need to get off of here. <laughs> maybe. Run it out of steam here. Guys, really, though, if you have not joined our Facebook group, you're only getting half of the fun here. This is, you know, I'm glad if you're listening to this, I'm glad you enjoy listening to us talk. But y'all, seriously, you don't know how much more fun it is to actually be actively involved in the community it's so much fun and it's a positive place for you to have opinions on things but be able to be interacting with people in a respectful and fun way so we really encourage you to join that facebook group it's a lot of fun and ben i guess that's just about it do you have anything else that's it all right Well, guys, we will catch you in the next episode when we talk about Chapter 11 of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Always.